Tell of all his wondrous works. Tell of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hi guys, this is Wonderful to Tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. For Christians, this is the most holy week of the year. This is when we reflect on the crucifixion of our Savior Jesus, remembering how He took the punishment we deserved by dying on the cross. And on Easter Sunday, we celebrate because Jesus defeated death once and for all when He rose from the dead. We believe that Jesus is now in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, where He intercedes for us. And we believe that He sent the Holy Spirit to live in the hearts of those who have placed their faith in Jesus as their Savior. In light of this being our Holy Week, we want to share a special story with you told by Blake Gillahan, a young man who came to realize his brokenness and need for a Savior. Another one of our storytellers, Blake's friend Jamal Johnson, was in the audience and introduced his friend. Here's Jamal. This is my buddy Blake. I met him yesterday. <laughs> I met Blake. I work at a ministry here in Fort Worth. At, it's called River Tree Academy. He, we met because he's a volunteer, and he's been volunteering coming every Friday, committed for like the last year or so. Through there, we became, he's my best friend, and uh, through that, he met his wife at one of our fundraisers, so he's forever indebted to me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, yeah, he's just a great guy, love his story, uh, passionate about the gospel, mm-hmm. so I'm just glad he's here to share his story. Yeah, thanks, awesome. bud. Yeah. yeah, so my name's Blake Gillahan. I um, hail from Joshua, Texas. I was raised there all my life. Small country town, uh, know everybody. Uh, at an early age, I was exposed to the gospel. My granddad, uh, he was a music minister for about 40 years or so. and So I remember when I was younger, I'd go to church. and uh, There were periods of my life where my mom and dad would take us to church. And, and uh, when I was young, I made a profession of faith, and I, and I got baptized when I was young. But when I got into about middle school... Um, Things started to change in my life. I was exposed to uh, pornography at an early age, and that would kind of uh, stick with me through um, high school and even to college and later in my life. And so um, as I grew up in uh, middle school and high school, that turned into uh, drugs and alcohol, partying, um, inappropriate relationships with women. Uh, That carried on into college. And when I was in college, I was, I, was a date, I was in a serious relationship with a girl, and we lived together for about five years and um, ended up getting married. And, um, but my sin, had, uh, my sin had, it was concealed. And I was still battling with that um, addiction to pornography and, and finding my identity and uh, partying and being a part of the cool crowd and, and just living for the world. I mean, at that at that time in my life, I was I was an unbeliever. You know, God was not even a thing to me. You know, it was just all about uh, uh, my desires, and so that carried into uh, a marriage. And um, and so my story is has a lot of significant dates uh, where I think that God, man, 
stepped in and just started to prepare me so that he could save me later on in my life. So um, December 31st, uh, 2000, let's see, 12 was the first time I was in a wedding and uh, the bride and groom was, uh, uh, they professed faith in Christ and they modeled what it looked like to live and date well. And um, that was just foreign to me, but, um, but I was standing up there next to the groom and this song, the bride comes down to this song and this verse hit me like a freight train. And the verse is, because a sinless Savior died, my soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on Him and pardon me. Hallelujah, praise the one risen Son of God. And so the bride walks down the aisle and it's just this beautiful moment. And I am crushed for whatever reason. Okay, So flash forward uh, to 2014. I'm married... Um, August 7th, 2014 is when that verse and the gospel would come alive in my life where God would save me. Uh, he would find me on my hands and knees crying out for him for mercy as I was going through a divorce. And, um, and so, um, by the grace of God, by his spirit, that song kind of came back into my life. And I found it, and I listened to it, and I listened to it, and I just, yeah, that was the end of myself, and I just cried out to God uh, to save me. And so, and then, I mean, at that time, I didn't have a Bible of my own, but I knew that I could find more about forgiveness in Christ and eternal life in in the Bible, right? And so, I started reading through the Bible, and I got to Romans 5, where it talks about we have peace with God through our sufferings, and that produces um, endurance and character and hope. And then I get down to Romans 5, 8, and it says, God shows His love for us in that while Christ... God shows His love for us in that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And so, God began to do a great work in my life through His Word. He led me to Watermark. I, I don't know how I came to know about Watermark Church. I hadn't gone to church since I was a, a little kid. Um, but I, I heard about this marriage ministry um, called Reengage, And so I just showed up one day, and the body of Christ surrounded me and loved on me. And I met a bunch of men who were broken, uh, who needed a Savior, and who had found redemption uh, in Christ. And so I stayed there. I went through that ministry by myself um, and I think that's a period of, of, of my of my life where God just surrounded me with the body and I began to to be discipled uh, to, to learn what it means to to have this faith and and to live that out right while I'm at watermark I would jump into a community group with some single guys and we would we would start meeting together uh, sharing life together confessing sins praying with each other walking through that every day. Um, and then we started talking about what, what would it look like to uh, put our faith into action and uh, serve in the community. And so we talked about it, and Como came up. And so I started talking with some other members uh, of the church there, 
and they got me in contact with Mr. Terrence Butler, who I think shared here uh, before. And so I showed up at River Tree Academy, and that's where I met uh, Jamal. And so started serving there. God started changing my heart to be uh, to be awakened to what it means to serve. And so started mentoring some kids, pouring into those kids. Um, and so that River Tree is a special place to me. Um, October sixth was a day that I'll never forget through River Tree. They had a, a night under the stars, a, a fundraiser dinner, if you will, and so. Uh, at that time, I had been involved volunteering, and I wanted to go and you know participate and see the kids do this performance, and um, and I was really wrestling about whether or not I should do that, and uh, and so I did, and I showed up late, and they ran, and uh, the folks at River Tree sat me at this table uh, randomly, and uh, mm-hmm. and I look across this table, and I lock eyes with the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, who is now my wife. <laughs> Praise God. And um, yes, so uh, I met Amber through, uh, by the grace of God, through River Tree. Um, we got married um, June 23rd, 2017. And um, so again, God, through His Word, by His Spirit, uh, His people kept shaping me and molding me and purging me of my sin. Um, I got an opportunity to go to Ethiopia on a short-term disciple uh, trip and and share the gospel with those folks over there. And that was amazing to watch the Spirit of God work through that village. Moms and dads will come and and receive the gospel and their families will be transformed and friends. It was just an amazing experience. And so, so yeah, um, Amber and I, we got married uh, June 23rd and then we uh, jumped into some equipping ministries and started uh, through Watermark and just started growing together in our um, pursuit of Christ. And then God placed us in a small group with some other married couples that we could uh, run with and, and share life with. And so, and then as of January 7th this year, we have a baby boy. Um, so, so now God has, God truly resurrected me to new life. August 7, 2014, and it was not by any of my own doing. I had a resume of 30 years of living for the world, pursuing the desires of my flesh, but it was solely by His grace that He would resurrect me, give me new life, give me new identity, um, give me a servant heart, give me purpose, and also by His grace, give me amber. Amber is the evidence of, of God's grace in my life. My son is the evidence of God's grace in my life. And so now he calls me in this season to not only be um, a leader for Amber and to love her and to lead her closer to Christ, but to also um, shepherd my son, disciple my son. And, um, and I praise God for men like Jamal, who just lives out the gospel so well and just models that and, and teaches me. And, uh, sorry. So, um, and other men too. So, um, God is good. God is merciful. He is kind. Um, and that is evident in my life. And that's my story.
decided the best way to close out this episode is to play the song Blake talked about in his story. This is an old hymn written over 150 years ago by a young woman entitled Before the Throne of God Above. Please enjoy this version performed by Shane and Shane, shared with special permission from Shane and Shane, Wellhouse Entertainment, and Sovereign Grace Music.
Oh uh-huh.